Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Welcome to episode 55 on Life in 22 Minutes with special guest, Jesse Funk. Before I introduce Jesse, I'd like to excuse my husband and co-host, Scott. He's out of town. It's the hunting season, and he's an avid archery hunter. So I am flying solo today, and I will be for next week's episode, too. As the summer is rounding to a close and kids are returning to school, a parent's fondest wish is that their kids are safe in every way. Bullying, unfortunately, is still a problem. And kids, kids can be mean. Thus, bringing us to our guest today, Jesse Funk. But wait, let me tell you about Jesse. <laughs> Jesse went from the victim of bullying to the bully as a child. Now she has dedicated her life and career to curve the bullying epidemic by inspiring and empowering youth and caring adults around the country. Jesse has been mentoring students for over a decade and holds a degree in psychology and a leadership credential from Notre Dame. She has spent years studying and mastering the subject of bullying, self-image, and empowerment, emphasizing in how to use the arts as a healing modality for teenagers. Jesse is a former leadership facilitator for Franklin Covey and has also been a professional youth speaker for 14 years, and she barely looks older than 14. She speaks for high schools and leadership conferences all over the, all over the country. She is a six-time published author, and her passion to help teens led her to start an international nonprofit organization called Ivy Girls Academy, a confidence and leadership training program for teen ladies. As a professional vocalist, she has released five solo albums, has toured 36 states with the Broadway musical Footloose, has also been hired for hundreds of recording sessions as a studio vocalist, including songs heard on TV's America's Got Talent, ESPN, and The Biggest Loser. Jessie has walked away from three record deals, unwilling to sell her soul for fame. She chooses to use her voice to lift and inspire in positive ways. Jessie's favorite role in life is that of adored wife and mother to two. I love that. So let's give a warm welcome to Jessie Funk. Hi, Becky. That was such a sweet introduction. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for honoring us and fitting us in your your busy, busy schedule. No problem. I'm so grateful to be here. I love what you and your cute husband do. I love your work. Oh, thank you. It, it is a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun to do it together. And, and he really felt bad that, that he was not able to be here today. And we couldn't reschedule because I head out of town Wednesday for Mexico City with my my son, Sean, we're speaking at a conference down there. So we needed to get this recorded to, to roll out as our 55th episode. Nice. So let's, let's get started. I'd like to first start with talking about you and your why behind your passion of, of speaking and empowering individuals against bullying. Yeah. So like you mentioned in that introduction, I am um, in junior high. I, I was bullied relentlessly physically and 
And uh, relationally, girls would use relational aggression. That's where we use uh, weapon our relationships as weapons against each other. So gossip, rumors, isolation, exclusion, manipulation. Um, and so it was very real bullying, a lot of physical stuff, a lot of bruises. And so it was very real harassment, not just meanness. And that really was hard. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Didn't know how to deal with it. Didn't know how to talk about it because I think we've made a lot of progress in the bullying prevention movement where kids know that they can talk about it a little bit more. They're a little more safe. But at that time, I didn't want to talk to my parents because I was embarrassed and I didn't want to talk to a counselor because I didn't want to seem weak. And so I just let all those feelings build up and build up and build up. And when we, when we do that, we have to let the pressure go somewhere. Some kids cut, some kids get an eating disorder, which I did as well. I, I dealt with it through bulimia. And some kids do drugs and alcohol. Some kids get involved in pornography. Some kids are even suicidal as a form of solving a problem. And my drug of choice was bullying. So as as a way to deal with that pain, I turned around and dished it out, even though I knew how painful it was. And that's something that every, not every, but I would say 99% of kids um, are tempted to do. It's called the bullying cycle, the hate cycle, the abuse cycle. We just get caught in this trap where if we get hurt, we want to hurt someone else. So that was really hard for me. I didn't understand it and I wanted to understand it. So that's why I went to school and I've been studying and teaching about bullying for the last eight years. And, and I love it because there's, there are solutions. There are ways to deal with it in a healthy way. There are ways to outsmart that hater so that we can kind of shut it down so it doesn't become repetitive. And that's what I love about it is that there are solutions and there's, there's not a lot of problems in our world that have solutions. And this one is something that I've worked with kids, coached kids one-on-one and, and they are able to get it to stop. And I love, I love that feeling of empowering these kids to handle the problem on their own. I don't solve it for them. They solve it. So it's an exciting process. It's an exciting cause to be a part of. Um, it leads really well into our Ivy girl Academy. Uh, it's a huge part of what we teach in our leadership training program for girls. And so I love it. And that's why I do it. That's, that's my why I love being able to help these kids be resilient and to be independent. They can solve most of these problems on their own. And that's incredibly empowering to witness. I love what you are doing. And as, as a parent, grateful for the, the message that you're sharing. You mentioned that when you were in junior high, you, you were being bullied, but you didn't want to talk to your parents about it. You didn't feel comfortable talking to someone about it. So as mm-hmm. a parent, how do you recognize that your child is being bullied? And what do you do if your child is being bullied? So um, how parents can deal with bullying, it's a little tricky, but there are some fantastic tools that have worked really well for a lot of parents I've worked with. So obviously, if you see any warning signs, if you see the kids come home with any kind of tattered clothes or, or missing possessions, or you just see a change in their demeanor, or if they all of a sudden just really don't want to go to school, or um, you know, if you ask about who they're hanging out with and you notice that they're they're hanging out with different people. So if you see any warning signs or changes in your kid's behavior, I think that's a pretty clear indicator that something's happening. Um, and so some really safe questions to ask are, do you feel safe at school? Do you feel like, you know, you, you get along with people in general? Do you feel like you're you have people that you can sit by at lunch, you know, just kind of probe just a little bit, but they're going to know why you're probing. If, if they are getting bullied, they're going to know, and they're going to be super sensitive about it. So if they get defensive, don't get mad because that's going to shut them down. So just say, if they get angry and they're like, I don't want to talk about it, mom, I don't want to talk about it. You say, you know what? I'm just concerned because I've seen some changes in you and I, I want to be supportive and I want you to know 
that if you are having any problems, I'm not going to solve it for you. I'm not going to solve the problem for you. I'm just here to support you. And if you need to talk about it, I really want to help you. And I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to freak out. I promise you that. And you have to actually keep that promise. You cannot get crazy and say, oh my gosh, my baby's being bullied. And we have to call that kid's parents. We have to call the principal because that's the biggest thing that they're scared of. They don't want you to do that. So you have to keep the lines of communication open by making sure your child feels safe. So a lot of kids that I've talked to, that's the reason they don't go to their parents is because they're just worried about the freak out. So make sure that you stay very calm and you just listen and you just give empathy and you say, hey, I have some suggestions, but I, I know that you're capable of solving this on, their, on your own. So if you don't want my suggestions, that's okay. So just give them a really, really safe, safe place. I think that's like empathy is always safe. I'm so sorry you're going through this. That is so hard. That must be so frustrating. Tell me more. Just an empathetic response is sometimes all your kid is going to need. So that's a really good place to start. Wonderful suggestions and tips. So what are some tactics that you teach children how to to deal with the bullies? You know what? We play this really fun game in our presentations for the Ivy Girl Academy. We have a presentation called Mean Girl Makeover, where we we go through relational aggression. We really focus in on that because girls are very talented at relational aggression. Like I said, that's where we use relationships as weapons. So, um, you know, gossip rumors, isolation, manipulation, exclusion. Those are our weapons of choice for girls. So we play this really fun game where I bring six girls up and we go through six different responses responses of how to shut a bully down. So if someone is really just in your face, bugging you, saying mean things right to your face or online, these work really great for online as well. Um, and I just have these girls, I say, okay, we're going to be actresses. I want you guys to be super mean to me. You can call me an idiot. You can say I'm ugly. You can call me fat. You can totally just be mean. This is just a game. We're just having fun. And so they get really into it and it's super entertaining. And they'll, they'll say, you're such an idiot. You're so stupid. And, and I'll say the first tool is, tactful assertiveness. So I'm like, Oh, you think I'm an idiot? Like I say super calm and I say, you think I'm an idiot? Okay. Well, you know what? I actually think I'm pretty smart, but if you think I'm an idiot, all right. And then I say, you know what? I I know that you probably think you're being funny. I can see your friends laughing over there, but I don't like what you're saying to me. I don't deserve that. And I want it to stop. And then they'll come back with something like, well, I'm never going to stop. You don't deserve to be treated with respect. You're just stupid. They'll just come up with something else. And you say, well, I can't make you stop, but I'm asking you to stop because I don't deserve it. And I hope you have a great day. And I turn around and I walk away. I do not wait for a response. So that's tactful assertiveness. Another one of my favorite tools is why and so and thank you. So they say something like, you're so ugly. You're so stupid. You know, whatever they come up with it. And, and you say, why? Well, because you're just so dumb. Like, and I just hate being around you. Your face like makes me want to throw up. Why? That's my response. And then they say, I, well, why, why are you saying that? Like, why do you keep saying why? You're just so annoying. Why? So you keep <laughs> saying it over and over and over again. And you can say the word and, like and as a question, so as a question, why or thank you. You say it over and over and over again. And eventually they get bored. They get frustrated. They get confused. And you say, you know what? I hope you have a great day. Turn around, walk away. Do not wait for a response. And then just one more real quick. I, I was working with this darling girl in in Utah, and she told me she was about 30 pounds overweight, and the girls just constantly bugged her about how fat and ugly she was. And I gave her all six tools, and she chose this one, and she chose what to say, and it kind of went like this. The girls would say, you're so fat. You're just so disgusting. I can't even look at you. And she lifted her chin up, rolled her shoulders back, and she said, you know what I think? I think big is beautiful, baby. 
And she said it so loud and so confident. And the girls would be like, whatever, it's disgusting. You know it's disgusting. We hate fat. Like, fat is just ugly. And she says, well, I can't force you to change your mind, but I think big is beautiful, baby. And she owned it, and she was so confident. And even though it totally it bugged her, of course, and it was hurtful, she just barreled through with confidence. And after only six times over the course of two weeks, those girls never bugged her again. And they had been bugging her for like six months. So these tools are, you know, for some kids, they might come across kind of cheesy. And I, I call that out. And I say, yeah, it might be a little cheesy, but this is what works because you're using science to outsmart them. And you want to confuse them. You want them to get bored because they're not going to get what they want. They want to feel powerful. So they're just really empowering tools the kids can use on their own. And I keep saying, you know, you get to be the hero of your own story. Your teacher doesn't have to save you. Your parents don't have to save you. You get to solve this problem on your own. And that is exciting to kids because they don't really want anybody's help. Um, They really actually do want to solve it on their own. Unless it's out of control, obviously. You know, if it's a lot of physical bullying, your kid's coming home bleeding and a broken bone, of course, of course, parents need to step in. But if it's verbal, relational, or minor physical stuff, the kids really can't handle it on their own. We have to give them that opportunity, even though it's so painful for parents. We have to step back and at least let them try to solve it on their own. I love that. Building their confidence because the bullies, that's what, you know, their goal is to to bring you down. And I love that you're empowering with confidence. And as they use these tools... It builds their confidence. It fuels them to just power through, as you said. Exactly. A a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed our youngest son, Skye, and he talked about a time in in high school where he was being bullied. I know Mm -hmm. that you focus on girls, but what about the guys that are being bullied? Do you have tools that that also apply to the guys? You know what? All of the same tools, these uh, six tools that we teach, they absolutely apply to the boys, too. In fact, Here's one more quick story. Um, I was working with this kid in North Carolina and he had a fake Twitter account made um, by someone and he was getting daily messages saying, you should kill yourself. You should off yourself. You're, you're not worthy to be on this planet. You're worthless. You're nothing. I mean, just horrible, horrible messages through a fake Twitter account. And his mom got the police involved, but they couldn't trace it because it was a fake Twitter account. So he just felt stuck and it was really painful for him. And he was a 16 year old lacrosse playing boy very tough, very strong, actually very popular, a handsome, awesome kid. And um, I gave him all six tools. He chose this tool. We call it questioning, where you say, you know, like whatever they, they say, you know, you're stupid, you're ugly, whatever. You say, why would you say that? And they say, because you're so dumb. I just hate you. You're worthless, whatever. And you say, okay, well, I'm just wondering if like maybe you're sad and you want to make me sad too. And of course, they'll come back with something like, no, my life's amazing. I'm perfect, whatever. Um, and you say, oh, okay, interesting. Well, I hope you have a great day. Turn around, walk away. Don't wait for a response. But this kid, he he turned it right on onto this, whoever this Twitter guy or person was. And he said, because um, a lot of the messages were about suicide. They, he said, you should kill yourself, like do the world a favor. I have a shotgun you can borrow. I mean, they were saying such horrible things. Yeah. And, um, and this boy turned it right on onto this person. He said, I'm so sorry that you are having thoughts of suicide. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry that you are struggling. I don't, I don't know why you're sad, but I feel so sorry for you that you're sad right now. And you know what? I'm a really good friend. If you ever needed someone to talk to you, I would listen. And it was just super bold and awesome. He took a screenshot of his response. And he never heard from that Twitter account again. So in that instance, most of the tools take at least, you know, five, 10 times to start working because you have to be consistent. 
But in that case, it only took one time and he got that hater off his back. And it was so powerful. And that kid had been getting daily messages for months. So to, to get it to shut down so fast, it was absolutely miraculous. And that kid is doing so great now. And he was able to move on. And it was kind of magical. It was beautiful to witness. Oh, my goodness. That is, that is wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So your focus is the Ivy Girl Academy. I uh-huh. love that. So tell us a little bit, bit more about that and the leadership training that you do there for the girls. Sure. So, um, yeah, bullying is a big part of our curriculum, but we also teach other areas. So we have our, our core curriculum that we call the 12 levels of ladyhood. So we go through 12 different areas of how to be confident and classy as ladies, um, confidence, leadership, gratitude, self-defense, social and dining etiquette, um, service, health, motherhood, positive mental attitude, personal power, self-respect and goal setting. So we go through a pretty wide range of awesomeness and it's just so fun. We do workshops. We just did our first six day summer camp in uh, the beautiful mountains of Utah and it was glorious. It was amazing. Um, and I had been dreaming of doing a summer camp. I'm a nature girl. I've been dreaming of that for six years. So it just, oh, it was just so fun. Um, And we're actually launching a certification program. So what we're trying to do is create a program where girls can certify in leadership from the Ivy Girl Academy. And that's something they can put on their resume and college applications. We're trying to create a program that has enough credibility and weight that it'll actually matter on her college application. So we're doing a little experiment this fall that I'm so excited about. We have 30 beautiful girls, ages 12 to 18, who are going to go through our certification. Oh, man, we didn't pick up on the fact that our call had dropped and and we missed out on the last part of what she was saying. She has these beautiful girls that are enrolled in this certification program that will begin this fall. We experienced a little bit of technical difficulties, but we have Jesse back on the call. So let's continue with the interview. Uh, but let's shift gears. You are an incredible singer. And we mentioned in your bio that you traveled and sang with the Broadway play Footloose. Tell us about that. Oh, it was so fun. We, we spent four months traveling the country and such a fun show. Footloose is just such a blast. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But it was a great lesson for me because I have zero desire to do anything like that again. Because <laughs> um, it was a lot of hard work. And it's just a lot of pressure in the singing world. You know, like, I just remember that was part of when I was struggling with bulimia. So I was really obsessed with body image. And it, it was just not very healthy. But I cherished the experience. It was just so wonderful. I was in New York City on September 11th while we were rehearsing there. So I just had some really neat experiences just being around incredible people. So I, I loved it. And I love music. Music is so powerful. Whenever I speak, I, I sing at the beginning and I sing at the end. I do fun songs that the kids know, like Kelly Clarkson and Beyonce and, and just some fun songs that, that hopefully inspire the kids. And I, I love it. But I also love being able to mix it with messages and stories and and lessons for them. So I've tried to find a way to make it not cheesy and just fun and just a kind of a, a way to add to the presentation without taking away from the message. Cause I think the message is more important. So yeah, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that I, that I get to sing. Cause it's just a ton of fun. It's a great thing to add to a speech. Yeah, it definitely adds to the speech and, and it doesn't take away. It definitely adds and you have such a beautiful voice and it is empowering. And 
I was just thinking you should sing more than just at the beginning and the, at the end. <laughs> so tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you, how they can get involved in the Ivy Girl Academy or how they can find your music. You know, how can they connect with you? Sure. Um, I have a website. It's just jessiefunk.com. If you're interested in uh, booking me as a speaker, I love teen events. I also do a lot of parent events and PTA, Rotary Club. I do a lot of different things like that. Um, I'm on Facebook, just Jesse Funk on Facebook. And you can get my music on iTunes. And then ivygirlacademy.com is where you can learn more about our our awesome program. And I would love if you, even if you don't have a teenage daughter, if you could send that link to someone who does we're, we're doing something that I, I truly feel matters, and we're trying to expand across the country. So if you know someone outside of the state of Utah, we'd love to connect with them. That's great. What's your final message that you would like to leave with the world? You know what? One thing that I really am a huge advocate for is be kind to the bullies. I'm actually an advocate for the bullies themselves um, because I was one. I was just lost. I was insecure. I was struggling, and I needed someone to fight for me, and luckily I did. I had administrators that fought for me. I had my parents. I had support groups around me. I had teachers fight for me, and because they did, I was able to turn it around, and I was able to figure it out, and hopefully I'm a decent human being. I'm trying really hard to be decent now, and we need to have some compassion for them. So don't don't vilify the bullies. They're they're just trying to figure out how to be human. So we need to have compassion for them, even though it's it is a painful thing and it's real. Um, we need to have some compassion for them. So that's something that I I don't think is talked about enough. I love that. I always say love is always the answer and kindness is always the way. Preach absolutely. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Jesse, for joining us. Thank you, Becky. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.